Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And a shout-out to Joe the Third listening in right now. I could see you just showed up on the live feed, so I'll give you a, a quick shout-out. And please know that I will be back in your neck of the woods to cover this Jacksonville game Coming up this weekend, the Jaguars are going to be taking on the Buffalo Bills at home in the wildcard round. Jaguars three seed, the Bills a six seed. It is Doug Marone's old team versus his new team. Same for Nate Hacken and same for defensive tackle Marcel Darius. Very excited about having the opportunity. Covered these Jaguars for nine years. And the last time they made the playoffs was 10 years ago. So I was not at that game. I was covering, you know, been covering the Jaguars since their institution pretty much following everything with them. But this will be my first playoff game that I will be there for. It's been a decade since they've been to the playoffs. It's been 17 years since January of 2000 when they hosted a playoff game at home. So they hosted the Titans back then. This time around, because they lost to the Titans, they will host the Buffalo Bills. Maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they said, listen, we don't want to have a little bit of history repeated. So whatever it may be, this is how... It's going down. The wild card weekend will feature the in the AFC, the Titans and the Chiefs, the five seed versus the four seed in Kansas City. It will feature, and that's uh, Saturday, January 6th at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Time. At 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, the six seed Falcons in the NFC will visit the Los Angeles Rams. Hope to God they can put some people in this Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum Stadium for the number three seed because it's a damn good team. Then on Sunday, January 7th at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on site on hand in the press box in the locker room and covering the Jaguars and the Bills, six-seeded AFC's Bills going up against the number three Jaguars. And at 4.40 p.m. Eastern Time in the NFC, the number five Carolina Panthers will face off against a very, a very common foe that they face twice a year because three-quarters of the NFC South made it to the playoffs, all but the Buccaneers. The Carolina Panthers will have a familiar foe when they face off the number five-seeded Panthers against the four-seeded New Orleans Saints. So plenty of huge games coming up. And looming in the background, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Eagles of the NFC. And in the AFC, we have the Patriots and the Steelers. With that being said, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Lots of new faces, new teams, and new cities involved in this year's playoffs which makes it all the more fun for me as a broadcaster and for the man that I co-host with, Mr. Mike Sofka of HalloFameFantasyFootball.com. We're here to speak with you on daily fantasy inside of these rounds. If you're going to do a bracket challenge and who we think is going to win, as well as just talking football in and of itself. So for the wild card weekend, I proudly welcome back to the show the man who you are very used to hearing on Fridays with me, and that is Mike Sofka. Mike, how are we doing today? Awesome. How are you doing? Doing very well. And, and Mike, I, I got to ask you this first and foremost, because, you know, you're a football fan. I'm a football fan. You know, we wouldn't be doing the jobs we're doing if we weren't football fans in and of itself, you know, in general at the basis of, of what we do. So I got to ask you, when you hear me say Titans, Chiefs, Falcons made it in, the Rams are the higher seed, the Bills are in it, the Jags are in it, 75% of the NFC South is in it. We have the Steelers that were just, you know, one catch that I thought was a catch that should have been a catch, but the rule says it's not a catch. But anybody in the world would have thought it was a catch if not for the NFL rules. 
That separates the Steelers and the Patriots. And then on the other side of it, you got Philly and Minnesota as the teams that are waiting to see who they're going to be facing of, of all squads. This year's, for me, very exciting in the playoffs. As a football fan, how do you look at this year's playoffs? Do, does it give you a little a little bit extra excitement and, and, and want to watch because it's not your usual suspect, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, it's not the same old, same old. It's not... Oh, here comes Darth Vader and the uh, Patriots out to win the Super Bowl again. You know, there's some doubt, uh, you know, across a lot of people who know a lot about football that the Patriots can continue on this trend. So with that combined with the fact that you're having teams that don't normally make the playoffs in the Bills who haven't made the playoffs in 17 years or so and the, 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 the Jags who haven't hosted a playoff game in almost as long and you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity here to see a lot of new, upcoming, fresh, great faces. You know, you look at the dynamic players that the Chiefs have. You know, those guys are going to make an impact. The Rams, a nice young team up on the rise. The Falcons, can they get back to the Super Bowl after giving up that second half letdown against the Patriots last year? You know, uh, the, the Saints, who are led by two of the premium running backs in the league, two of the more elite guys that you could play week in week out whether you're playing fantasy fantasy uh right year-round fantasy or daily fantasy those guys are going to carry you and then you have cam newton making a return to the playoffs as well and he's always exciting to watch so there's a good storyline with just about every single matchup and every single team so yeah it's absolutely exciting yeah you know and and to to see what we have going on here you know to see the buffalo bills who had opportunity after opportunity to make the playoffs and they had to rely on Cincinnati and a little bit of help to get into this thing, but they had it. They started off strong. They were chasing the Patriots. They were looking very good. Then they struggled. Then they would win. Then they would lose. Then they beat some teams that you were kind of surprised. Then they would fall in some games. And ultimately they got themselves to the playoffs. The Titans beaten and bruised got themselves to the playoffs. The Kansas city chiefs who started out by beating the Patriots in Foxborough in week one, went up, down, and around the corner, almost had the the playoffs stolen from them and the division stolen from them by the Los Angeles Chargers, but they got to the playoffs. The Jaguars started off strong on the road, but they were 0-2 at home. They finished 5-0 at home after starting 0-2. They went to London and won 44-7. They took care of business, and that win was a win that helped keep the Ravens out of things, and the Ravens ultimately not going to the playoffs this year to Minnesota losing their starting quarterback and starting running back and not missing a beat, maybe even playing better, to Philadelphia, who did so much before they lost Carson Wentz. But like I tell people, Nick Foles used to be their starter. He was spurned by the old coaching staff. He was treated like garbage and thrown to the wolves, yet he's a guy that's more than capable of having four touchdowns in a game. And we've seen what he could do with the weapons. To the Rams with one year Outside of Jeff Fisher, now it's Sean McVay, this young coach in his 30s who knows what he's doing, taking pretty much the same talent that Jeff Fisher had and turning it into a team that is one of the best offenses in the country, if not the best offense at times, and seeing what they were last year, which was insignificant, to you know seeing some other teams like Carolina that looked ugly at the start of the season and they've shaped up, to the New Orleans Saints who looked like first two weeks they struggled then they did extremely well and then they kind of scared some people on how they finished the season to the Atlanta Falcons 
who have who were that team that you thought, okay, they got to be hungry, they got to get back to the Super Bowl that was so embarrassing. Hands down, probably the most embarrassing second half ever, biggest turnaround ever. And so they got to be hungry. They got to have the desire. They have all this talent. They have all these offensive guys back. They got to be able to do this, but can they do it without offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan? And Atlanta really looked like they were just falling off the face of the earth and they squeaked by and into the playoffs. So, you know, there are so many storylines. Nobody really comes in with nothing. I mean, for goodness sakes, the Jaguars are throwing to their fourth and fifth string receivers and winning games. So, you know, they don't have Allen Robinson. They haven't had Allen Hearns, Marquise Lee. They haven't had off and on. And when they have Marquise Lee, his ego's gone up this season, and he has, he has you know, almost lost games for them because of his celebrations and his me-centric attitude. So, you know, you have to look to other people. Leonard Fournette got over 1,000 yards for the first time since Fred Taylor. And I said that, you know, he was going to be the first opportunity to franchise back since Fred. And the numbers prove me so this year as a rookie. And we'll see how he does as he continues in his career. But his health, needs, he has to stay there. Cam Robinson has to be healthy. This defensive line is amazing. And bringing in Marcel Darius made them better. I question why you would take a great defensive line and add something to it. And if it would shake it up. And it ended up, make, it ended up making them even better defensively. And their secondary hasn't been a fearful thing in a very long time. And now they can actually lay down some hits and do some amazing things in Jacksonville. So where we stand today is in a beautiful scenario for so many different teams in the playoffs. And we're going to, you know, go through this, Mike and I, we're going to do Saturday's matchups, take a fast break and do Sundays. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you some fantasy advice for those of you playing in fantasy. And then we're going to give you our reality picks on who we think is going to win the game. So if you're good to go with that, Mike, we'll start with the Titans and the Chiefs and what you think about this one. Yeah, this is going to be an awesome game to watch. I'm excited because there's some value, especially if you're playing the daily fantasy games. There's there's some value, and you, get, you just got to be careful. You got to first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you understand the scoring system of the daily fantasy uh, site that you're using. So in other words, a lot of people don't know this, and I'll just throw out the names anyway. But you know, FanDuel and DraftKings use entirely different scoring systems. Uh, you know, one allows a kicker, one doesn't. Uh, DraftKings is uh, uses PPR. Then there's Yahoo and Fantasy Draft and all these other sites. Just make sure you understand the scoring system first. Maybe you've been playing all year. Maybe you just have the bug from playing, you know, a, a, a traditional fantasy league, and now you want to try the daily stuff for playoffs. It's exciting. It's something that's fun to do. And if you haven't done it before, I encourage you to at least participate in one of those free ones just understand also the game you're playing too you know when you play in a game in one of these daily fantasy games you're playing a lot of times with 70,000 other people uh, who some of them have three and five entries and stuff so just be careful with that stuff your best odds to make money in these things are in 50 50s or against uh, uh, an opponent or you know if you know that you're better than 50% of the people playing a 50-50 league with 100 people or something. Be smart with your money because, you know, that's what it's about. You're paying to play, so make sure you get your money's worth. You know, this game, the Titans and the, and the Chiefs, there's some excitement because you can afford to buy some high-dollar players because you're going to seek value from players in this game. Let me explain. Alex Smith is a great quarterback for fantasy, for daily fantasy. He's number one on my charts across the board. 
on scoring systems, on whether it's FanDuel or whether it's DraftKings or whatever. There's a lot of value. For instance, in FanDuel, he's only 7800 bucks. Meanwhile, Jared Goff is 8500 So, you know, and if you look at the DraftKings, he's, what is he? He's $6,300. So, I mean, there's a, there's a tremendous disparity. And by watching your dollar values, you can get a top-end player like Todd Gurley later, who you're going to pay all the money for, but he's well worth every dollar you spend. So I would definitely take Alex Smith. He's the number one quarterback across the board. And staying with the Kansas City Chiefs theme here, you know, Kareem Hunt, he's been turning it back on a little bit lately. He's the number three overall running back on my board this week. And on the other side of the ball, well, you know, DeMarco Murray's hurt. So it's going to be all Derrick Henry. And there's another value pick in Derrick Henry. You can get him for 6500 bucks. Meanwhile, a guy like Todd Gurley's 10000 So, I mean, you really want to watch your dollars. Take a value pick in Derrick Henry. I know he may not light it up, but he's going to get a lot of volume. He's going to get the touches. He's going to be the guy they're throwing the ball to out of the backfield. He's going to be the guy on third and one. He's going to be the guy in the red zone. He's going to be the guy on the goal line. So make sure you get you some Derrick Henry. He's the number seven overall running back on my list this week, but you get a lot of value for the dollars that you spend. And then in the receiver category, Tyreek Hill. You got to think with this week secondary that the Titans have, and I yes, I said they're a week secondary that you know he's going to be able to get past somebody. And with the fastest player in the NFL, he should be able to, to to you know do a go route or something to get past somebody and create a lot of separation, create one or two big yardage plays, possibly a big touchdown. And the super value pick here is going to be an Albert Wilson. That's right. You you heard me say Albert Wilson. We haven't mentioned his name all year. Well, he's going to have a tremendous opportunity against Tennessee here, and that's where a lot of value is as well because at his sheer production, I got him as the number 11 receiver this week. So, again, you can save a lot of money there and spend it elsewhere. In the tight end category, you have to go with Travis Kelsey, number one tight end this week overall. And, of course, Delani Walker's right behind him at number two. So you're going to have to have a good tight end when you play Daily Fantasy. Yeah, you know, and and to see this matchup between the Titans and the Chiefs, you know, I do think that this is going to be one where the Chiefs get back to being themselves a little bit here. You know, people have been a little bit concerned with Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and have they have they really been the Chiefs that took down the Patriots? And have they been this team that we've been able to rely on and lean on in fantasy-wise? And it's gone up and down. They've been quiet at times. But Kareem Hunt as a rookie, mind you, and not, not a rookie that was drafted really high. Kareem Hunt ends this season of the regular season. I mean, he's obviously continuing to go here and has some more production to do, hopefully for you and whoever has him. But the 2017 third-round pick, 87th overall by Kansas City, has 1,327 rushing yards this season. And that 1,327 rushing yards this season has come off of 272 carries, which means he's averaging just shy of 5 yards per carry, 4.87 yards per carry. So he has had a very strong season, and I feel like this is a game where we're going to see Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill come back into form. Travis Kelsey has been a guy that's, you know, kind of he's been more himself lately, so I feel he'll continue. He had over 1,000 yards as a tight end this year, 1,038 and eight touchdowns so far. So this game for me, because the Titans – don't really play a whole heck of a lot of defense. 
and the Chiefs have their moments where sometimes they can make stops, but the games can get interesting. I think this game's going to be at least 28-28, you know, at some point later on in the game, 31-28 victory for somebody, and I'll tell you who that's going to be in a second. So I think, you know, in this matchup, outside of, you know, injury-wise for the Titans where DeMarco Murray is going to be out, I'll start with them. For the Tennessee Titans in this game, you know, I like the fact I like Delaney Walker because Delaney Walker has been somebody that the team has been able to lean on and trust in. And in fantasy, you've been able to do that as well. Their rushing attack is is so up and down, but Derrick Henry is going to he's gonna get the carries. He's gonna get the majority of it. Outside of what Marcus Mariota is gonna try to do at the quarterback position and be a dual threat, it's gonna be Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry's not a bad play for you, and I don't think he's too expensive. I know Mike was talking about numbers and whatnot and daily fantasy, but Derrick Henry's a guy that you know you can get some value for and put him out there because he's going to be receiving the ball and he's going to be running the ball, and there is no DeMarco Murray to take that away. And DeMarco's kind of been a shell of himself from last year to this year. Last year he looked really good. This year he's been hurt late. And even when he was healthy, he didn't look that great. So I like Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker on on the side of the Tennessee Titans. And then on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs, it's very easy for me to be clear with you on who I want, and it's who I've been talking about. Obviously, I want you to put out there for your team Kareem Hunt. I want you to, to give a nod to Tyreek Hill, and I want you to give a nod to Travis Kelsey. You know, Kelsey didn't have to do anything last week, nor did Tyreek Hill, and Kareem Hunt only took one carry, 35 yards in the game. Injury-wise for Kansas City, Albert Wilson, who Mike mentioned, is questionable with a hamstring injury for the game, so just watch that. Sharkandrick West, running back, is out with an illness. DeAnthony Thomas, wide receiver, is on injury reserve, and so is Akeem Hunt. So when you look at it and you see Hunt and you see Akeem and you look really quick and you start to freak out, it's not Kareem, it's Akeem. Two running backs, names very close. Akeem Hunt is on injury reserve. Kareem Hunt is very much ready to go. So I think Kansas City is one of the best bets of, of fantasy in the wild card round. I like what Kareem and, and Travis and Tyreek are going to do with this offense. And, you know, Alex Smith is not a bad quarterback to take a look at as well. I put him above Marcus Mariota for this one because I do believe we're going to see a higher scoring game. I think we're going to see a bunch of touchdowns, and I think we're going to see Kansas City get back in to some of their form that people were hoping and wishing that they would see throughout the whole year. So, Mike, with that being said, who is your pick to win this game? Oh, I got to go with Kansas City. I got to go with the home field advantage. I got to go with the more explosive potential on offense. I got to go with the home field advantage. I got to go with the better defense as well. All signs point to Kansas City in this game. I'm not going to disagree with you in this one. I said 31 to 28, and I'm leaning on Kansas City to pull it off. Atlanta at Los Angeles, the Rams were discussing. Now, the Los Angeles Coliseum has been critiqued with the fact that they're not selling tickets. People aren't going to the games. It's not even a football stadium. Well, it depends on how you define football, if it's football soccer or football American football. But this stadium, you know, Los Angeles fans, they got too much going on. They got to go to the park. They got to go. They got to drive on the highway. They got to go get a sandwich, whatever it may be. Los Angeles is very laissez-faire and very much, you know, we'll go when we go and when we feel like it. Hopefully people will show up to this game because the Los Angeles Rams, I'm going to put it to you like this. 
The Rams left St. Louis for Los Angeles. If the LA, if LA can't appreciate the Rams right now, then I hope that they move somewhere else because somebody needs to appreciate how far this team has come. And the Rams and the Jaguars, in my opinion, are up for the biggest turnaround teams of this of the year of all 32. So the Los Angeles Rams are playing home against Atlanta. And like I said, hopefully people appreciate it. If not, then Rams come back to St. Louis and somebody will show you some love. What do you think about this one fantasy-wise, Mike? Yeah, well, you're dead on, first of all, with the L.A. fan. I'm going to rip on them for a second. First of all, you show up late because of traffic, and then you leave early. Why? Because of traffic. And then, you know, it's fashionable to be fashionably late. And, of course, it's fashionable to get noticed and then leave. So if you're a true football fan, you show up. You show up ready to go. You show up ready to cheer on your team. And you stay till the end of the game, regardless of the turnout. Luckily for Los Angeles fan, they got a great team who's done some great things this year. They have some great players who are turning it on this year. Defense has been on fire. Jared Goff has been just on another level from where he was, you know, the half season, the starts he had, you know, last year. This is a guy who, if you had asked me if he'd be this far along this quick at Jared Goff, I would have told you, no way. Well, this is a guy who's led his team. I saw, I was at the Jacksonville game, I'm sure you were too, when the Rams came in and kicked Jacksonville's butt, and Jacksonville's the premium defense in the league. So, this is an opportunity for them to make a statement and this is an opportunity to continue the trend where that you know it was i was surprised that atlanta even made the playoffs quite frankly because usually a team that loses the super bowl and loses the super bowl in that fashion usually doesn't even make the playoffs the next year they squeaked into the playoffs but then they've got to face the juggernaut in the rams this is a tough matchup I have some close friends that are picking the Falcons to upset them, and I don't know how. I'm still trying to figure it out. No matter how I look at it, this is all L.A. Rams. And that starts like we talked about with Jared Goff. He's the number three quarterback this week. You know, on my rankings, you're not going to pay through the nose for him. You're going to pay a pretty penny. He's the highest-valued quarterback on DraftKings or FanDuel. But I think he may be worth it. I think that Falcons defense is suspect. I know they got some heavy hitters and Poole and, and Neal, and I know they got some great coverage guys, but I think they're suspect because, well, you have the premium running back in the league in Todd Gurley. This guy does it all. He had a down year last year. I think the, the improved play of golf and the balance in the offense and the awesome defense has allowed him to flourish as a player. He's got a coach that sets him up for success doesn't ask him to do too much and puts him in situations where he can be successful. That's what a great coach does. He identifies the strengths and the weaknesses of his players and he puts them in a position to be successful. And that's what they've done with Todd Gurley, the number one overall fantasy guy this week. And you're going to pay a pretty penny for him. He's the highest paid uh, on DraftKings or FanDuel. He has the highest dollar value, 9710000 Now, if you take some of the value picks like we talked about before and like we're going to continue to talk about, you can afford a guy like Todd Gurley, so don't sweat it. You're going to get what you pay for in Todd Gurley. He's going to have a lion's share of the touches. He's going to get the targets. He's going to be the red zone guy again. It's like the Derrick Henry situation, except Todd Gurley has better wheels. Todd Gurley has a better offense, and Todd Gurley has a better coach. So this all ends up to be the Todd Gurley show. But on the other side of the ball, Atlanta's got a couple good running backs. That tandem with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, both those guys are back healthy. They're going to kind of cannibalize cannibalize each other in the share, the touches, the targets. 
but you can't argue that Devontae Freeman's not the number one there. Tevin Freeman's definitely the number two. It's just you look at a guy like Tevin Coleman, and he could be the hands-down starter on most other teams in the league. But he's a team player, seems to be a team player. Both guys have covered for each other during periods of injury this past year, and both guys play real well. Tevin Coleman's the better value as far as maybe you need to sneak in a flex play there, a cheap flex play. He'd be the cheaper one. But if you're looking for performance, I think that Devontae Freeman's going to get more touches, more yards, more opportunity for a touchdown, more targets, more receptions. And the receptions, again, is key in DraftKings. Going over to the wide receiver, Julio Jones has been putting up some games lately. He's going to be able to do something here, I feel, against L.A. I know he's going to face you know, the toughest coverage, but he's their guy. He's the number one guy. It's Julio Jones. When Atlanta's throwing the ball, you look for Julio Jones. Now, of late, Mohamed Sanu's also snuck in there, and that's another value play. Mohamed Sanu is a guy that you can count on. Heck, he may even throw you a touchdown pass. This is a guy who you can buy for like 5600 on FanDuel. So there's some value there, especially when you consider I have him ranked as the number six wide receiver. So, again, another tremendous value pick in Mohamed Sanu. If the number one guy is covering Julio Jones, and I look for Julio Jones to perform, the number two guy is probably covering Mohamed Sanu. And I think Mohamed Sanu is better than most number two cover guys in the league. And then when you look at the tight end situation, this one's a little more ho-hum. I have Austin Hooper as a number five tight end simply because, well, that's what he is. I'm talking about four games here. I'm talking about eight teams. Being number five is not a great thing. And, you know, if you're looking on the other side of the ball, the, you know, the Rams kind of struggle with this. Maybe a Gerald Everett. I don't know if I'd play either one of those guys in a daily format, though. Yeah, you know, to, to look at this matchup and, and to see, you know, what we have. I mean, injury-wise on both sides, really nothing to be concerned about. And what we've seen from Atlanta, you know, Matt Ryan and this team, like I was talking about a little bit before, are never really out of anything. The games that they lost, they play very tight games this season. I mean, you look at how they started all the way to how they finished. 23-17 to win over the Bears, then a win over the Lions, 30-26 to in that questionable Golden Tate call. They lose to the Bills by six. They lose to the Dolphins by three. They lose to the Panthers by three. They defeat the Jets by five. They defeat the Seahawks by three. They lose to the Vikings by five. They beat the Saints by three. The majority of the time, they're playing these very, very, very close matchups. And, you know, I mean, they're losing and winning them back and forth, but they play tight games, and they're never really out of games. And I just want to make that be known for those of you that are going to be watching this, expecting this to be a total romp by the Rams. I think the Rams are very good. I think the Rams are very strong. And I got the Rams winning this game just like Mike does. But at the same time, we have to look at this matchup in and of itself and in its entirety and say, you know, that this Atlanta team, they don't really go away. And a lot of that has to do with Devontae Freeman, who, you know, two weeks in a row beat me in fantasy, you jerk. But anyways, I mean, when I have Devontae Freeman on my team, and obviously I'm kidding, I got all the respect in the world for Devontae, but he did beat me two weeks in a row. Devontae Freeman has been a 30-point scorer in fantasy for back-to-back weeks. So Devontae's obviously your guy. He was their number one receiver against Carolina. But Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, both worth looks. Matty Ryan, I don't like him as much as as I like maybe even an Alex Smith right now going up against the Titans because what Matt Ryan's going up against and the fact that the Rams, you know, are going to pour it on and whatnot and they're going to attack him as often as they can. So, you know, Matt Ryan, 
I go back and forth. He's usually a one touchdown, no picks, or one touchdown, one pick this year. That's what he had last week was one touchdown, no pick. So, you know, he's he's not flashy, but Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, those are the ones I feel good about. Mohamed Sanu is finally coming out of Rutgers, starting to come to light here. Cincinnati didn't get much done, and finally in Atlanta, he's starting to look like he can bring something. And Tevin Coleman's not a bad bet, but if you get Devont, if you can get Devontae, he's obviously the guy to to spend to spend it on. You know, Jared Goff on the other side, I really like Jared in this game because Atlanta's defense doesn't frighten me. You know, I know it could be a close game, but whenever I think the Rams are going to play close, they go bonkers. So let me say to this fact, Jared Goff is I like him more than Matt Ryan. I like him more than Marcus Mariota this week. Todd Gurley the second I like. Cooper Cup and Sammy Watkins, I like them too. Sammy and Robert Woods, they're more of your low-end guys. Cooper Cup is the guy that you think that Jared leans a little bit more on, but sometimes Cooper goes quiet. Sammy's come on as of late, even though Robert Woods came back, because he had to fill in when Robert Woods was gone, both former Bills guys. So that's what I got to say about this one. Best bets for L.A. come from Jared Goff, in my opinion, and Todd Gurley the second. Cooper Cup after that. We'll take a quick step aside and be back with the other half, the Sunday matchups of the Wild Card Weekend, in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. We're back here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in a segment, Fantasy Football Friday, proudly presented to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. That's where you're watching the Wild Card Weekend this weekend. If you're not going down to the game or any of the games across the country, you're watching it right there in central upstate New York at the Wildcat, 3680 Milton Avenue. And I'm very excited that you're spending some time over there, and I appreciate you for going over there. And you will not be disappointed with their wings, their wraps, their drinks, everything they got, family atmosphere. They have the leather couches to sit there and watch the games, and nobody was sitting on them a couple weeks ago. So my wife and I, you know, popped a squat right over there. We had a whole leather couch to ourselves, a TV right in front of us, and I'm sitting there watching the game of my choice. So thank you to the Wildcat for the awesome atmosphere, the great food, drinks, and great management team. So a big shout out to the entire squad over there. Thank you for the work that you do. We appreciate it from the bartender to the cook to everybody at the Wildcat on 3680 Milton Ave. We're talking about the NFL wildcard weekend, and we've done half of it on Saturday. Now we're jumping into Sunday, January 7th games, and we're going to run through these ones quick for you. Buffalo at Jacksonville in the AFC, Mike. What do you think about this one? 
Well, I'm sure you've heard all the storylines about Buffalo being so thankful to get in, thankful to Cincinnati, thankful for the red-haired rifle Andy Dalton connecting with Boyd on that touchdown. Crushed Ravens fans everywhere. Crushed Vegas. Crushed a lot of people. Crushed a lot of people's fantasy championships. But I think this is where it stops for the Bills. You can't walk into a buzzsaw called Jacksonville, or as they call it, Saxonville, and expect to come out of here with a win. Not with LaShawn McCoy being injured. We're talking about Marcus Murphy. We haven't talked about Marcus Murphy all year. Do you know why? Because it's Marcus Murphy. He's not going to do anything against Jacksonville. Don't waste your time. It's not a value pick. And don't think Mike Tolbert either. Neither one of these guys are going to do much. And that's what Buffalo does. They run the ball. They run the ball. They grind it out. They play defense. Well, that's what Jacksonville does. What Jacksonville doesn't need is they don't need Blake Bortles to throw four touchdowns because two of them will be the other team. What Jacksonville needs to do is run the ball, and they need to run the ball behind Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's the guy you want to play. Leonard Fournette's the guy you want to play in daily as well. 7400 bucks, but he's worth every dollar of it. 8100 in FanDuel, worth every dollar of it. Leonard Fournette is going to be the guy to own. I wouldn't look to own either quarterback. I don't think Blake Bortles is going to do enough, and I definitely don't think Marcus Mariota. Although, Marcus, I'm sorry, listen to me, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he's going to be able to do much, but don't forget, Tyrod Taylor's a playmaker. So he should be exciting to watch, but just not exciting to have on your fantasy, your daily fantasy team here. Now, looking at the wide receivers, hey, I got us go with a bargain here in Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole or D.D. Westbrook, you could probably flip a coin. One of them is going to go off. Just hope you call the right coin flip here. I don't see any value in receivers on Buffalo. I do see value in one receiver, and he's a tight end, Charles Clay. He'll probably get enough touches for you to look good in DraftKings as a tight end and skate by. He's affordable, and this is a guy who might make the difference in you winning or not winning this week. Yeah, to take a look at this matchup with the Bills going to the Jaguars, you know, the big question mark in the big – issue for the Bills is, you know, what Mike was talking about. LaShawn McCoy, he's questionable right now. They said even if he plays, he may not be 100%. He left practice after stretching recently this week. Kelvin Benjamin, Deontay Thompson, and Charles Clay all in the receiving game for the Bills are questionable for the game. Clay with a knee injury, Benjamin with a knee injury. He has been really nothing to them since he's come to the team because he hasn't been healthy. And maybe that's why Carolina was okay getting rid of their number one. And then Deontay Thompson with his shoulder injury. For Jacksonville, on their side of things, injury-wise, Cam Robinson was a full participant in practice on Thursday. TJ Yeldon's questionable. Mercedes Lewis ankle injury, he's questionable. Marquise Lee is still going to be out. Uh, they're, they're optimistic that he could play. As of right now, they have him as out. But his ankle injury, he's going to do everything he can to play. And then, obviously, Allen Robinson is out. I want to give you an, an, an updated version since, uh, you know, with coverage of the Jaguars, we get more of an in-depth look at what's going on. So I want to give you that right now with the injury report. I want to see if we got our Friday one this morning. We may have gotten it. We may not have gotten Friday yet. If not, then I'll – no, we didn't get Friday yet. So I'll swing here to Thursday to take a look at it. Uh, Blake Bortles, Cam Robinson, and I and, I, and Aubrey Jones have been full participants. Limited, Donald Payne, the linebacker. Brandon Linder, the center – Mercedes Lewis has been limited as well. Marquise Lee and TJ Yeldon did not practice on Thursday. On Buffalo's side of it, LaShawn McCoy, Matt Milano, and Sharice Wright didn't practice on Thursday. Kyle Williams, Charles Clay, Jordan Mills, Joe Webb, Kelvin Benjamin, Deontay Thompson were all limited. And Lorenzo Alexander was a full participant 
and he was ju- his injury is just rest. Kyle Williams, the same thing as rest. So LaShawn McCoy, it's that ankle injury that people are looking to in this one. And Alan Hearns was able to come back from his injury and, and give something to the Jaguars last week when they were trying to not, you know, go crazy playing the guys that have been, you know, leading them to where they are right now. So for the Bills side of things, Tyrod Taylor, I know he's going to have to do a lot because they don't have the running game, which I think makes it dangerous. I think he throws a couple picks in this game, one to two of them, going to be thrown to Jacksonville. Don't be surprised if a defensive lineman picks one up here. Uh, Their rushing attack, if they don't have LaShawn McCoy, I'm not confident with anybody. The only one in fantasy that I would feel good about if he, in fact, plays is Charles Clay because Charles Clay, I mean, he's – He's their best option. He was Miami's best option when he was with them, and he's Buffalo's best option at the tight end position at wide receiver overall. You know, fantasy-wise, I don't see a lot from Buffalo in this game. And, you know, I know Tyrod's going to be running around, but he's playing the number one defense in the country in multiple statistical categories. I like the Jaguars' defense and special teams. I like Leonard Fournette in this game. And as you can see and from what I was speaking about here, he's not on the injury report, which is a really nice sign for the Jaguars. Alan Hearns is not a bad pickup and not too expensive. And I like Keelan Cole. I picked him up late in fantasy, and he helped me out in the last couple weeks. So he's a good option for you as well. Blake Bortles, not so much, but Leonard Fournette, Alan Hearns, Keelan Cole, those are guys to look to. Final game that Mike and I will have is in the wild card weekend, NFC Carolina at New Orleans playing for the third time this season. New Orleans is at home, and New Orleans has won the first two. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think this game is going to be a lot of New Orleans. However, there's going to be some great fantasy points to gain on either side of the ball. And surprise, surprise, when I pick a quarterback, it's not going to be who you think it is. It's not going to be Drew Brees. Drew Brees is relying too much on that running game. That's fine because Drew Brees is a heck of a quarterback. When they call on his number, when they need him to throw, he can, but they don't need him to. So for fantasy, that doesn't add up very well. So I like Cam Newton ahead of Drew Brees. I think Cam Newton's the pick here. I think he's the number two quarterback this week behind Alex Smith. Even though I think New Orleans is going to outperform them and win the game, again, they don't have to have Drew Brees throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. He just has to continue to manage a game, maybe put up a couple hundred yards and two touchdowns, whereas Cam Newton is the driving force behind Carolina. As the Panthers go, so does Cam Newton. So if you're looking for the value, the quarterback play here in this game is Cam Newton. We talked about the running backs. You can't go wrong with Mark Ingram or Alvin Kamara. Either way you go, you're going to spend more on Alvin Kamara, and Alvin Kamara is probably going to get you the better look in DraftKings, but I don't think it's the better value. I think there's better value in Mark Ingram because there's a fine line that separates the two, but if it's $2,000 that you're spending difference in one over the other, I think you got to go with the cheaper one, and that's Mark Ingram. I like them both, though. If you can get one over the other, if you can afford Alvin Kamara, go ahead and take him, but you're not going to be unhappy with Mark Ingram. And you know what? On the other side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey is the guy to go to, especially in a PPR like uh, DraftKings. Christian McCaffrey is going to be more affordable, 6400 That's your value play in this game because you know they like to throw him the ball. And when you're catching the ball in a PPR, there's only a couple things that can go wrong. You know, you, not much can go wrong because you're going to be getting points for reception plus points for the yardage, and then there's going to be times where you're going to run the ball as well as a running back like Christian McCaffrey. So I think this adds up well for Christian McCaffrey to help you win some money this week. And then, you know, on the wide receiver front, i got to go with Michael Thomas. He looks like hands down the number one receiver overall. You hope that he can find the end zone. He's going to get the looks, the 
targets. He's going to get the yardage. Just hope he can find the end zone. He's hands down the number one guy to have, but I don't know if you're going to overpay for him or not. You have to see how your team shapes up. But if you can, Michael Thomas is definitely the man. On the other side of the ball, Devin Funches. That's where the value play is here at receiver, 7,000. This is a guy who's going to get you that Michael Thomas-type production, yet he, ha- he he might be more apt to score. So Devin Funches, a top-five receiver, definitely a guy you want to have on your daily roster this weekend. And then tight end, there's only one guy that I would that I would roster, and that's Greg Olson. Now you're going to pay for him, but you're not going to pay for him as much as you would have in years past because he's had the injury this this year. So I think that you're going to find some hidden value in Greg Olson. Go ahead and make sure he's on your team. Yeah, you know, for this one, for New Orleans, and and I agree with a lot of things that Mike said for New Orleans going up against Carolina. You know, Drew Brees does not have to do a lot this year. He can be that quarterback that has 250, 245, 260, 70 yards, one touchdown, no picks, and and that's all he has to do. You know, I think this game is going to be won on the ground by New Orleans, so I like Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram more than anybody on either side of this matchup. I think that they're the guys to really look to. They're the ones that have been getting it done. Uh, Michael Humanawanui and Garrett Griffin are both not going to be in this game for the New Orleans Saints for Carolina. Devin Funches is questionable in this game with a shoulder injury and did not practice on Thursday. So that's just something to note. But I agree. I think Cam Newton is above Drew Brees because he has to do more. But Cam Newton has struggled as of late. So that's obviously, you know, an issue for me. I I do like Alex Smith more than anybody else we talked about this week at quarterback. So Cam Newton would be above Drew Brees and above Matty Ryan because he has to do more. Uh, Devin Funches, if he plays, he's a low-end guy for me. Christian McCaffrey has been able to do it all. And, you know, six carries, five catches, they're they're balancing him out. And that balancing act means that he's the most used target, which means that you're going to get something for him in fantasy value. So I like him on that side. And then for the Saints, you know, Michael Thomas could be an option for you. Ted Ginn Jr. But really it comes down to, I think this game might be a 20-something affair. I think this might be a little bit lower scoring than people normally see from New Orleans because I think it's going to be one on the ground with Kamara and Mark Ingram. With that being said, we have finished our wild card round with Mike Sofka of HalloFameFantasyFootball.com and myself, Dan Tortora, of WakeUpCallDT.com, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub. Mike, I appreciate it as always, and I will be down in the state of Florida, so I will not be too far away from you. And I know we got a lot of fun coming up this week and hopefully some good news. Somebody's going to win and move on, and I look forward to what's to come. So thank you for all that you do, and, and I look forward to become warmer on Sunday than I am right now. Sounds like a plan, Dan. I'll see you then. All right, take care. That coming from Mike Sofka. We'll take a very quick step aside and wrap up the show. This is a wake-up call fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. 
It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be here with you and appreciate you listening into the show today and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash DT. Thank you to everybody listening in on the feed here and truly appreciate it. We have crossed 13,000 listens and thank you so much for that. And thank you for all of the wonderful, wonderful comments and time that you have spent with the show. Wrapping up today's show, I want to thank everybody for being amazing this week. I want to tell you to follow on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, C A L L D T, on Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, and on WakeUpCallDT.com. Subscribe, become a member of Wake Up Call dt.com the live mix lr feed is there it goes live every monday through friday from 9 to 11 a.m eastern time and on top of that right underneath it the rss feed the itunes podcast and the downloadable app by podbean are there for you to listen to over 800 shows right now dating back to july of 2012 so you'll have more than enough to listen to of recent history as well as all throughout the last five plus years of doing the show so thank you for clicking on those and downloading them and being a part of that. We're almost at 100,000 downloads because of you. So thank you and please continue to do so. And with that being said, say a prayer that I will be down in Jacksonville safe and sound to cover the Jaguars and the Bills this weekend in my first ever NFL playoff and first ever Jaguars NFL playoff game. God bless you. Be safe. Be well. And uh, we, we did not go to Muddy Waters yesterday because of the weather. We will be there this coming Thursday. So we will see you there Thursday, January 11th. And two days before, we'll see you for trivia coming back to Beeville. Wake Up Call Live trivia for the first time ever will be at Sammy Malone's Tuesday, January 9th at 6 p.m. Every Tuesday at 6 and every Thursday at 7. Sammy Malone's every Tuesday at 6 p.m. in Beeville. And every Thursday at 7 p.m. Muddy Waters in Beeville. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll talk with you very soon. Be well, be safe, and be good to yourself.